What is going on, everybody? This is a pro wrestling podcast with men and friends. I am your host, Matthew Kozakowski. Um, yesterday, I actually tried doing this episode, and it cut out mid-episode, and I didn't realize it. So I just continued to talk for about 30 minutes without realizing that it was already shut off. Um, I know Elimination Chamber is coming on in an hour, so I want to do a quick, quick recap of what I tried to do yesterday. Um, so I'm going to miss a lot. Um, but I wanted to talk about all things wrestling last week or this past week since, uh, vengeance day. So I wanted to start yesterday and I I did a whole thing on vengeance day specifically, um, talking about how great I thought it was, um, you know, from front to back, really solid match card. Um, I think, in my opinion, match of the night went to Johnny Gargano versus Kushida. Um, but they were all great matches, you know, honestly, from front to back. Probably one of the best cards that we've seen in a long time. Um, you know, the main event, we've seen Finn Balor and Pete Dunne put on one hell of a show. Um, you know, and we, we've seen how it ended. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but... I'm a little left brokenhearted. Um, my second favorite faction of all time, the Undisputed Era, um, ended up get separating, I want to say, in a sense. Um, we we don't know what their plan is yet with the Undisputed Era. We don't know what's going on. I mean, the way it seems like Finn Balor is going to take over, um, Adam Cole's no longer a part of it. But we don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know... So, Adam Cole, um, obviously, super kicked Finn Balor, then super kicked Kyle O'Reilly, leaving everybody in shock. Um, it was the talk of the night. It was the talk of the week, um, even to NXT on Wednesday. You know, why did Adam Cole do it? You know, and we'll see what happens in storyline with that. But, you know, we had a good women's triple threat match between Tony Storm, Io Shirai, and Mercedes Martinez. We had the two Dusty Rhodes Classics matches. Um, Yesterday when I did try to do the podcast, I went in depth about the women's Dusty Rhodes tag team match. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of that matchup. Um, I mean, potentially, this match could have been great. Um, I think what really did it for me was the fact that I think they tried to be too, like, do a lot to impress the audience. Um, which if you really realize a lot of it, there was a lot of botched parts, um, and a lot of underselling, which was rough for me. Um, you know, when it comes to wrestling, if you don't sell properly, if you don't, you know, connect with the spots you're supposed to connect with, it's going to be a miss. Um, you know, and, and we've seen that, that matchup, it was not what it should have been in my opinion, um, the men's Dusty Rhodes Classic, one hell of a match, you know, before I knew who MSK was going to be, um, which we all assumed, even Oliver Twitter was assuming that it was going to be Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz, um, you know, and ended up being them. Um, I knew that they were going to go to the finals. I knew the grizzly, grizzled young vets were going to go to the finals. Um, in my opinion, I thought it should be grizzled young vets time. Um, last year they got to the finals and ended up losing in the main event or, uh, in the finals of that, um, to a makeshift team, uh, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn, which the Broserwitz, you know, were, were, were cool to watch. They were fun. They were entertaining. And, um, 
you know, but the Grizzle Young Vets, they, they deserve this. They deserve that shot. Um, I'm not taking anything away from MSK. I think they're great talents. I think they're fantastic, um, you know, but that was one hell of a matchup. It was my third favorite match of the night, um, you know, under Finn Balor and Pete Dunne. And then obviously, like I said, my favorite match of the night uh, was Gargano versus Kushida. But it was a great card. Uh, really, really good showing from all the men and women in that in that pay-per-view. Um, you know, and I, I can't take anything away from them. Um, but let's shoot into Monday Night Raw really quick. You know, we had a lot of decent stuff with Monday Night Raw this past week. Um, you know, we had, you know, the match or the, the show starting out with... Um, the Miz coming out to the ring. I couldn't think for a second, but we had the Miz coming out to the ring, um, talking about the elimination chamber, um, you know, and it, it was interesting because the Miz, the way he did it and came out, you know, we had Drew come out afterwards and Drew didn't like what the Miz was saying. Um, so obviously Drew attacked the Miz, um, you know, and it was, it was funny to watch because, you know, you, you kind of seeing, you know, Drew getting that heat, that anger. Um, ever since this turn with Sheamus, he's not in the mood. Um, and obviously, the Miz being the Miz got under his skin, ended up getting knocked out. Um, real quick, Miz gets back up and announces he's no longer going to be a part of the Elimination Chamber match um, because, in his opinion, there was no point because he's already money in the bank. Um, he could cash in after the match and end up being champion. Um, so we'll see what happens um, tonight, actually, with that. Um, you know, we see in the Miz go backstage, talk to Adam Pierce afterwards and say he wanted John Morrison to be in his spot. Um, we also seen later that night, Kofi Kingston telling Adam Pierce he wanted that spot. You know, for anybody that watches it on a weekly basis knows that a couple weeks ago when they announced this match, um, they announced that all former WWE's champions. Um, so that's why you had Jeff, you had Randy Orton, um, Jeff Hardy, uh, Randy Orton, The Miz, um, AJ Styles, Sheamus, and then the current reigning WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. Um, Miz kind of laughed because he's like, you know, John Morrison's been former champion or former world champion, ECW. And Adam Pearce kind of chuckled on that. And then Kofi Kingston said, well, I'm a former WWE champion. I deserve this spot. Um, which later we actually seen Braun Strowman come out. And, you know, Adam Pearce said the same thing that I'm saying now is, you know, Braun Strowman was like, you know, I'm a former Universal champion. And he said, well, it was for WWE champions. And, um, you know, Braun got a little testy at that point And, um told him he needs to make things right and go talk to Shane, but we all know he's not going to be a part of this match unless something happens where he attacks somebody backstage or whatever. Um, but we see in a match get signed for that night, uh, Kofi Kingston versus the Miz. Uh, if Kofi wins, he gets the shot. If Miz wins, John Morrison gets it. So we've seen that, um, ended up Kofi winning that matchup. Um, we also seen a good six man tag match. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting really tired of watching the Lucha House Party. I love them individually. Um, yesterday, I had a, a long thing about it. Um, but like I said, I got to keep this a little shorter today. Um, but 
I like Graham Metalik. I like Lindsay Dorado individually, but the Lucha House Party, I gotta, I gotta say, it's getting, it's getting overplayed. Um, you know, especially with Kalisto not being in it anymore. Um, but I, I love anything the Hurt Business does. I think the Hurt Business is a great faction. Um, you've seen a different side of the Hurt Business this week than you did weeks before, um, where Cedric and Shelton actually were working together, where you kind of seen a little bit of throw offs the last, um, well, since they won the titles, you've seen Cedric wanting to be the main guy and you've seen Shelton getting annoyed and then Shelton wanted to be the guy and Cedric got annoyed. So they weren't on the same page, but, um, this match, they were on the same page, but they still ended up losing, uh, MVP ended up getting hurt in the middle of the match. Um, but we did see at the end of it, Bobby Lashley came out, put the hurt lock on Matt Riddle, um, to kind of go into tonight's match, which is, I think a singles match now, um, because I believe it was announced today that Keith Lee will not be a part of the match. So it's going to be Matt Riddle versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. Um, we did see a backstage segment where R-Truth lost the 24-7 championship to Akira Tozawa. Ended up getting pinned after that by Bad Bunny. Um, the, the If anybody does not know who Bad Bunny is, he's a Latino musical artist. Um, you know, he has a... a hit song called Booker T, you know, and it was entertaining, you know, I think if he can put on, um, a show at WrestleMania, it's going to be really good if he gets to the point where Pat McAfee got with, uh, the training, you know, it it was cool to watch. I, I love Damian Priest. So watching him do this thing backstage with Bad Bunny is cool to watch too. It's kind of entertaining. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, the way it looks is they're setting up a tag team match at WrestleMania, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison, but we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, we've seen a tag team match get put in after that. It was uh, Charlotte and Asuka versus Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce. Um, and it was a little bit weird to me watching the match when Lacey wasn't tagging in. And then um, when she did get tagged in, she said she's not doing it. Um, and she announced she was pregnant. And apparently this is a legitimate pregnancy. Um, obviously not by Ric Flair, um, as Storyline likes to say. Um, but, you know, it, it's weird because there's been things going around today saying that the match still hasn't been pulled. So I don't know if it's 100% legit or if it's not, but we'll find out as of tonight um, if the match is actually officially pulled. Um, but we ended up seeing the match... Um, get thrown out because of the fact that Lacey Evans just said she couldn't wrestle because she was pregnant. Um, I don't like the storyline of that. I think both women deserve better, Lacey and Charlotte, but that's just my opinion. Um, we've seen the match between Kofi and Miz. You know, they always do really good work together. This was no different. Um, Kofi Kingston ended up picking the win, ended up hurting his knee a little bit, which we seen later on in the match. Um, Lana versus Shayna Baszler. We seen Baszler pick up a quick win um, over Lana with the Karafuji clutch. Um, I, I still don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. You know, I, I have a hard time pronouncing things sometimes. Um, but, you know, it, it's weird to me because I believe Lana and uh, Naomi were supposed to be number one contenders. Then you have Dakota and Raquel who won the women's Dusty Rhodes Classic. 
Um, and then you have now Bianca and uh, Bianca Belair and uh, Sasha Banks getting the shot at the titles tonight, which is weird because I thought Lana and Naomi should have got the shot first since they became number one contenders first. But, you know, it's WWE. They make their own rules. They do their own thing. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully um, tonight, you know, it goes to show that Shayna and Nia will retain. You know, it'll it'll do a little thing where Bianca will pick Sasha Banks. So we will get that matchup that uh, I believe everybody wants to see uh, between Bianca versus Sasha. Um, but then on March 3rd, we have both uh, winners of the Dusty Classics getting a shot at the titles. Um, MSK getting a shot at the NXT Tag Team Championships. And Dakota and Raquel getting a shot at the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions um, which I'm hoping that, you know, cause if you really think about it, if Sasha and Bianca win it, um, odds of them losing in two weeks is, is very hard to, to see. Um, but you know, once again, it's WWE, so we never know. Um, but, um, after that we did go straight into the gauntlet match, which we seen, um, that start with AJ and uh, Kofi. We've seen Xavier Woods get on the announce table, do his little trombone. Uh, almost did not want that. Ended up throwing uh, Xavier over the the uh, barricade. Uh, Kofi came over and said, what was your problem? Almost got kicked out. You know, AJ Styles said he didn't do anything. And then you see him turn around and hit a vicious, vicious chop lock onto Kofi Kingston. Um, which Kofi sold that leg injury really well. And, you know, but I I don't take anything away from Kofi. Kofi's one of the best, um, to ever step foot in the ring, but we did see AJ Styles beat Kofi Kingston with a phenomenal forearm. Um, so he moved on to the next round, which was against Drew McIntyre. Um, Drew McIntyre and AJ, they, they can fight forever and I wouldn't be ashamed. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be angry because they put on one hell of a match between the two of them. Um, but you did see um, AJ go for a phenomenal forearm. Drew McIntyre jumped out of the way, hit a Claymore for the one, two, three. Out comes Jeff Hardy. We see Hardy versus um, McIntyre. That went on for a little bit. We see in a nasty uh, future shock DDT to Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy rolls out of the ring. A little bit later, you see a twist of fate. Jeff goes for the Swanton Bomb. Drew gets his knees up. Um, you know, Jeff misses and then gets hit with the Claymore, one, two, three. Um, at this point, there was only 15 minutes left, I think, in the matchup um, before Raw went off the air, um, which you had Orton still to come out, um, and you had Sheamus, two top-notch fighters. And obviously, at this point, Drew's winded, but... Um, Everybody could kind of see that Randy Orton was going to end up getting screwed over with that promo that happened earlier when he got cut off by Alexa Bliss. You knew something was going to happen, which I think um, a lot of people are speculating that The Fiend will return tonight um, to cost Orton his spot in this matchup um, in the Elimination Chamber. But who knows? I mean, it could be after the match. It could be whatever. Um, But I want this to, to cultivate at WrestleMania. Um, but it's been dragging on for so long that I don't see why it wouldn't. Um, you know, I wish it would have been over by Royal Rumble, but it wasn't. 
Um, so we'll see it end hopefully soon. Um, because I want Alexa Bliss to kind of do, do more than being around Randy Orton. Um, she deserves more. So does Bray Wyatt. So does Randy Orton. They all deserve better. Um, but we've seen Alexa kind of doing her thing where, you know, lights shut out on Orton. Orton got counted out. You heard her laugh. Um, Orton got counted out, so he lost by count out. And then out, out comes Sheamus, um, the final entrant in this gauntlet match, which, um, you know, the winner of the gauntlet gets the last uh, spot into the Elimination Chamber match. Their pod is the last one to open. So they'll be the freshest man going in. Um, Sheamus ended up attacking Drew from behind. Um, match was pretty simple um, just because McIntyre was already in it for a little bit. Um, but you seen, you know, Sheamus ended up hitting, uh, bro kick on Drew McIntyre pretty, pretty quickly. Um, you know, like I said, when Orton came out, there was about probably 15 minutes left. Um, so Sheamus and Drew didn't really get to fight one-on-one. Um, the way I played it, play it in my head is Sheamus, there's a big possibility he walks out tonight as WWE champion. Um, which... I think will lead into a one-on-one championship match at WrestleMania where Drew, because um, if you guys recall last year, they were talking about how they didn't feel like Drew McIntyre's run was getting the momentum that they wanted um, because fans weren't there. And I think with fans being there at this year's WrestleMania, um, as proclaimed, uh, I think this gives it a possibility where Drew walks in without the title and Drew walks out with the championship. Um, and it gives the fans something that they get to witness live. Um, but that's just my opinion. Honestly, um, if you guys have your own opinion, let me know. I'm kind of curious who you guys are going to think. Um, but we'll get into that in a few minutes here. Um, NXT, you know, we've seen start with Kyle O'Reilly come out wanting to get answers. Roderick Strong comes out, tells him Adam wasn't in the right mindset. Finn Balor comes out, blames Kyle O'Reilly for, you know, Adam Cole doing what he did at Vengeance Day. Um, Kyle O'Reilly said he didn't know what was going on either. Um, you know, Roderick didn't know what was going on. Adam just did Adam's thing. Um, out came Lorcan, Birch, and Dunn. They attacked uh, O'Reilly, Strong, and Finn Balor, um, <clears throat> setting up for a six-man tag team match at the main event. Uh, cool opening segment. Um, you've seen the first match come in. It was Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, which this match, in my opinion, was better than the match that they had at Vengeance Day because it wasn't prolonged. It wasn't. It didn't feel like there was too much spottiness going on. Um, you know, and I I think, you know, Ember and Shotzi have a big, 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 um, how do I put it? Um, a big chance to shine, uh, to be a good tag team, a good solid tag team in the women's division. Um, they have this rebelish gimmick, this badassery, um, you know, and, I think that them together, the way they can work, the way they can continue, I think it's going to be great. Um, you know, and obviously, you, you every, everybody knows who Candice LeRae is. She's one hell of a talent. 
Andy Hartwell. I mean, I didn't get to really watch her on the independence as much. Um, but you know, coming in at WWE, I, I enjoy what she's doing. I watched a lot of highlights that she had from back, you know, before she came into WWE. Um, but Ember, Ember and Shotzi, man, I, I think they're incredible. I think they can do so much in this women's tag team division. Um, they sold the whole idea of Austin Theory being kidnapped uh, from the beginning of the match. You've seen Johnny Gargano go out to a van that pulls up outside um, to see if it was Austin Theory in that van. He comes out to the entrance ramp with Austin Theory. Austin Theory with a big smile on his face. Candice LeRae leaves the ring, goes over there. Indy's kind of shocked, gets rolled up one, two, three. She gets out of the ring, um, even just losing. Um, goes out to the ring, goes to hug Austin. Um, and they did a backstage thing with Austin Theory where um, it was all four of them. And Austin was like, I was on vacation. And he obviously, scripted-wise, storyline-wise, he was delusional to what happened. Um, it was a different side of Austin Theory. If you ever watch this stuff on Evolve, um, he's not a comedic wrestler. So this was a different side of him, which I thought was really fun to watch. Um but yeah, no, solid match. I thought it was really good. Um, you see an Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Leon Ruff. Uh, both really talented wrestlers. Um, Leon Ruff plays the part of the underdog really well. Um, Shane Strickland ended up losing to a crucifix bomb. Uh, one, two, three. Swerve had like this smile on his face like, yeah, you got me, you got me. Um, and it ended up attacking Leon Ruff after the match. Um, which we weren't really surprised. I wasn't surprised um, because the past couple of months, we kind of seen this hinting of Swerve turning uh, heel. And, and we've seen it with Bronson Reed. We've seen it with Jake Atlas. And now we actually seen a heel turn um, by, by Swerve, um, which was not the first heel turn we've seen this week. Um, you know, so, but we'll get into that on, when we get to SmackDown. But, you know, I'd like to see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, no, so they had a, a following match. It was a women's tag match between uh, Casey Catazzaro and Caden Carter versus Aaliyah, Jesse Camilla. Um, I I really like Jesse Camilla. I think she has a bright future. I enjoy Aaliyah, um, but I love Casey and Caden. I think they're fantastic athletes. I think that they have a lot of potential to be one of the best tag teams in WWE or in general. Um, except Casey needs to work on that finisher because I feel like it's still really dangerous, um, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I want to know what you guys think about that, too. I, I would love to hear what you guys think about Casey Catazzaro's finisher, um, do you think it's dangerous or do you think it's just me? Um, because yeah, I, I want to say, I think that she needs to work on it a lot better. Um, you know, Jesse Camilla, I would like to see her, um, because Brandy Lauren, um, you know, just got signed by WWE, uh, Harlem Bravado just got signed by WWE. If you watched Evolve Wrestling, uh, Jesse Camilla was paired up with Brandy Lauren, who in WWE now is going by Skylar Story, um, Harlem Bravado, and um, Austin Gray or August Gray, who is Anthony Green on the Independence uh, Evolve stuff like that. You know, so I would like to see 
them form back up because I think their faction was very short lived, but I think they could have been something cool. Um, and you could even add Aaliyah to this, this mix, um, and have Robert Stone manage him. I think that would be a cool group for him to manage. Um, but you know, it's WWE, so we'll see what happens with that as well. Um, but cool match. Um, we seen the way that they picked up the win. Um, and it was in a way that I enjoyed because uh, the Motor City Machine Guns is my second favorite tag team of all time. And we seen a play out of their book um, with the Skull and Bones finisher. Uh, Casey and Caden ended up hitting it, which is the neck breaker, neck breaker diving splash. Um, so we seen it hit, um, which I hope is one of their new finishers because I would love to see that more with... Uh, Alex Shelley being gone right now and impact. We don't get to see it as often. Um, so, but I think it's a cool finisher. So I'm hoping we get to see them do it more. Um, next match we had Kushida versus Tyler Rust. Um, we've seen backstage, uh, Malcolm Bivens who in Evolve Wrestling or Independence was known Stokely Hathaway. Um, he is the manager of Tyler Rust. Um, he went behind Kushida and was like, hey, you know, you look a little hurt. Well, I want to get you a match because I heard from the doctors you're cleared. So I want to get a match with you against Tyler. Um, so we put on a match. It was a good match. Um, Kushida never fails to show why he's one of the best. Um, Tyler Rust is not failing to show why he's going to be a breakout star. Um, you know, I've watched Tyler Rust on the Independence when he was Brian Taylor. Um you know, I think he's, I think he's great. I, I really love watching him. So I think this is really cool to see him go and do his thing again, um, on mainstay television. Um, but following that, we had the day singles debut of Zoe Stark, um, which if you ever watch championship wrestling from Hollywood or, um, other independent promotions, uh, Zoe Stark is actually Lacey Ryan, um, but Zoe Stark had an impressive, impressive singles debut. Um, a modified version of the uh, GTS was her finisher, which was really cool. Um, so I can't wait to see more of her. She has a good look. She has, you know, really strong vibes, great athleticism. I think she's going to be something great in the women's division that the women's division, you know, don't really need because NXT's women divisions already stacked. Um, but it's cool to have more people um, to kind of give them a chance to shine, especially um, with rumors going around that NXT is about to drop their next brand. Um, and it's rumored to be called um, NXT Evolve. So we'll see what happens with that um, coming up. Uh, but we also seen LA Knight uh, cut a promo at his house. LA Knight being formerly known as Eli Drake on the Independence Impact Wrestling you know, um, I, I, I'm just glad that WWE might have actually given him a shot. Um, he was signed by NXT a long time ago. Um, and they, they gave him the name Slate Randall, um, which he never really got used. He never got utilized. And then when he left, he, uh, got signed by impact and, uh, they called him Eli Drake, and uh, he made a name for himself from there. 
Um, he's a great wrestler, great athlete. He could cut one hell of a promo. I think he's fantastic. So I can't wait to see more of what he's going to do. Um, main event, we got the six-man tag um, done. Lorcan and Birch versus Balor, O'Reilly, and Strong. Um, you knew how this was going to end. You knew Adam Cole was going to come out and cost the match somehow. Um, Finn Balor went to the top rope looking for the coup de gras. Um, Adam Cole comes out, pushes him off the top rope, uh, you know, costing him the match, costing him to get beat. Uh, Pete Dunn hit his finisher, one, two, three. Um, Adam Cole ended up super kicking Kyle O'Reilly and brainbustering him onto the top, uh, steel steps. Uh, you know, and rumor was going around that Kyle O'Reilly suffered a seizure. Thank God he didn't. Thank God he's okay. Um, cause that's a scary thing. It really is. Uh, you know, a lot of people who will say pro wrestling's fake and all this other stuff, um, stuff like that happens a lot and it's not, not cool. I mean, these people put their lives on the line every single time they're out there just for our entertainment and for people to say that wrestling's fake, you can go fuck yourselves because it's not, it really isn't. It's one of the most dangerous things if you don't do it right, you're going to get hurt. Um, you know, and I'm a, I'm a big wrestling fan. So I'm not trying to be rude when I say go fuck yourselves if you think it's fake and it's stupid and all this other shit. Because literally, they they do it to entertain people. And you don't have to like it. But to call it fake, to say it's stupid and all this other shit. I... I, I, I Go do something else um, because wrestling, they do it for the love of what we want to see. Um, you know, they entertain people and more people became wrestling fans during this pandemic because they had nothing better to do than sit at home and watch TV and wrestling became a bigger thing. Um, so it, it's cool to see it changing and it's cool to see it evolving. And I, I just can't wait to see all these new things that are going to keep coming. Um but anyway, so we've seen some cool things happening uh, on AEW. Um, Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy teaming up against the Hybrid 2, which is uh, Angelico and Jack Evans. Uh, Jack Evans has always been one of my favorite guys, too. He's ridiculously athletic. You know, dude has been around for so long, and he's just fun to watch. He's really fun to watch. Um, I've always been a fan of, uh, Matt Hardy, obviously. Um, and Hangman Adam Page, I, I liked him a lot when he first started out, especially with the decade, um, in Ring of Honor as one of the young boys. Um, you know, he grew into being a top star really quickly. Um, you know, and it was cool to see this and the match, how it ended. Matt Hardy obviously gets the one, two, three, um, little in-ring, you know, shenanigans between Hardy and Adam Page, you know, going back and forth, um, setting up a match at uh, the next pay-per-view between the both of them, where a winner gets the other dude's pay for the first quarter of 2021. Um, Matt Hardy doing his big money Matt gimmick, you know, it makes sense. Uh, but, you know, Adam Page ended up getting beat down by Isaiah Cassidy and Matt Hardy in the hybrid two. Um, which we've seen the Dark Order come out afterwards and save Adam Page, which I'm hoping at this point Adam Page ends up joining the Dark Order, which I'm sure a lot of other people are hoping so too. Um, 
But, you know, only time tells with that as well. Um, the next match we see in the return of Rio versus Serena Deeb, uh, the NWA Women's Champion. Uh, Rio came back, you know, for the number one contender women's uh, championship eliminator tournament. Um, it was it was a good match. It was really solid, uh, good women's match. Uh, Rio is really entertaining to watch, you know, and I, I absolutely love Serena Deeb. I think she's ridiculously gifted, um, which was kind of bummed out when WWE really dropped the ball on her, um, you know, years ago when she was in the straight edge society and, you know, and then she got rehired. Um, and then, you know, they really didn't do shit. And, uh, I'm glad now we get to see what she's really capable of on television because she's great. She really is. She's one of a kind and, um, watching her do her thing is fantastic. But Rio ended up defeating Serena Deeb in a really great solid match, um, to move on in the next round. Um, Orange Cassidy ended up taking on Dr. Luther um, with Serpentico in Luther's corner, Chuck Taylor in Orange Cassidy's corner. Um, if you've never seen Orange Cassidy, Russell, please check him out. He's really entertaining to watch. One of the funniest dudes in the ring. Um, and he doesn't even try to be funny. That's the funny part. Um, he's just cool, calm, and collected. That's all it is. And, um, you know, he... he performs well and a lot of people think he's a joke sometimes because of how he is um but he's a great wrestler i think he's very cool i think he's very gifted as well um pairing him with the best friends was really a good decision i think because they're fun to watch man they really are um i want to see luther and serpenico get a, a real shot um because they have a cool gimmick i think the chaos project's really dope um but Seeing Orange Cassidy back in the ring for the first time um, in, I want to say, about a month and a half, two months, was was a good feeling. Um, watching him get the win with the, the Superman punch, pretty cool match. Um, but yeah, so we've seen that happen. Um, next thing we've seen was Sting come out, get attacked by uh, Team Taz, Brian Cage, power bombs Sting in the middle of the ring. Um, which Sting sold it. And it's crazy to me because Sting couldn't go and wrestle a match with WWE again because of his concussion, his injury. Um, and he wanted to wrestle again. And it was a scary bump he took because it was a power bomb. Power bombs are not easy bumps. They're very scary. Um, and, and he took one. And, you know, I have a fear that this match that Sting is going to have is going to be his last match. Um, and, and I don't want to see that, but it's it's scary. It really is, especially at his age. You know, he's going to keep going and he's in the ring with a guy like Brian Cage, who's a, a beast. He's an animal. Um, you know, he's ridiculously strong, ridiculously agile, ridiculously technical. Like, dude is a bona fide star. Um, if you've never watched Brian Cage before, if you never turn into AEW, please turn into it because he's a great athlete. He really is. Um, you know, in watching what he did back in WWE when he was in FCW um, compared to now, is so different, um, you know, because of the look he had. He was a tinier guy in FCW. And if you go back, 
Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, his name was Chris Logan um, in FCW. And if you go back and you watch Chris Logan in FCW and see Brian Cage now, this dude's changed so much. And people will probably say, oh, steroids, steroids, steroids. This dude power lifts a lot. You can easily tell he power lifts. I don't know if he takes steroids or not at all. Um, but you could tell it's a lot natural stuff too. He, he power lifts. He has his own um, stuff going on too. Um, but dude is ridiculously jacked, ridiculously athletic. Um, you know, he's with powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, um, you know, and team Taz and what they got going on is pretty cool. Um, I can't wait to see what Taz's son is capable of in the ring. Um, fast forward, you go into the AEW world tag team championship match, the young bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. I'm kind of bummed about this one. Guys, honestly, um, I really wish it was Santana and Ortiz that walked away champions. Young Bucks ended up retaining. Um, So we'll see the Young Bucks take on Jericho and MJF. I'm hoping after that we get to see the Acclaimed get a shot at the titles again because the Acclaimed is where it's at. And I want to say this. I, I talk about them every podcast. I talk about how amazing they are. Um, you know, it was two guys that wrestled on dark that got paired up together and I never seen them. I've seen them on opposite sides of the ring on other local or not local, but other independent shows, stuff like that. Never really seen them team together. Um, so they were pretty much thrown together and their chemistry is so fantastic. Um, you don't see that in tag teams that just get thrown together a lot. Um, Especially if it doesn't take time for them to build as a, a team backstage. Um, something like the Street Profits did for a while. Um, you've seen Angelo Dawkins disappear for a while, get teamed up with uh, Montez Ford, and the Street Profits were born. And they are probably my favorite tag team in all wrestling right now. Um, obviously not of all time. Um, I've mentioned Paul London and Brian Kendrick being my favorite tag team of all time. Sorry guys, but you guys are, you guys are still great. I love the street profits. I love the acclaimed, but nothing will ever touch London and Kendrick. Nothing. They, they, they just had so much magic that I don't think could ever be taken away from me. Um, but before I keep going on, um, this was a good tag team match though. You know, I, I have hits and misses with the young bucks. Um, just because I think, them being tag team champions, um, Kenny being world champion, it's it's really rough for me because AEW, I thought, was supposed to be a company that was supposed to have um, uh, chances for everybody. And it just seems like the executive vice presidents of this company are the ones getting the most shots. Um, but, I mean, I love watching these guys. I love Santana and Ortiz. I love Best Friends. I love Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Um, you know, I, I love the acclaimed, I, I like the gun club watching them individually or together. Um, Kip Sabian, you know, I, I, I love watching a lot of these guys. Um, you know, I said it on one of my podcasts recently, Trent Beretta, one of the most underrated professional wrestlers of all time, all time. Um, you know, he's in AEW as part of the best friends and, you know, he's a whole reason I watch it. Um, but I wanted to see Santana and Ortiz walk away and they didn't, um, you know, and you got Jericho going into another high profile match, which obviously it's Chris Jericho. So I don't, I don't, you know, get upset about it that much. You know, Chris Jericho paid his dues for years, years 
you know, and he's not the executive vice president, but he's the top one of the top stars in this company. Um, but, you know, like I said, really solid match, really solid tag match. Um, the chemistry between both teams was really good. I can't wait to see part two. Hopefully it happens sooner than later. We'll see. Um, we've seen the Seidel's, Mike and Matt Seidel take on FTR, um, which I believe in my opinion, this is, I don't know if it's true. And if anybody's listening and can, can, um, prove me otherwise here, um, with a video or anything, um, that'd be greatly appreciated. But I think this was the first time ever, um, Matt and Mike Seidel teamed up together. Um, Matt Seidel, obviously more well-known, um, wrestled with WWE's Evan Bourne, wrestled in Impact Wrestling, wrestled in Ring of Honor, wrestled in PWG, uh, New Japan. He's, he's worldwide known in the wrestling industry as one of the best, most incredible talent I've ever watched in my entire life. Um, with honestly, probably one of the, if not the best shooting star press, if he doesn't botch it, sorry, Matt. Um, but you know, he only botched it the one time I believe, um, which was a scary moment, but his shooting star press is just a thing of beauty. Um, and I love to watch it, man. I, I do. Um, but watching this match was pretty cool. Um, unfortunately we didn't get to see a lot of Mike and Matt, you know, do a lot of offensive work. Uh, it was a pretty quick match. And I believe, um, you know, FTR ended up winning the match after the match. We seen, uh, you know, Jurassic Express come out, you know, do their thing, beat them up a little bit. Um, so obviously we're going to get another tag team match between Lucha House or now Lucha House Party. Oh, Jesus. Um, Jurassic Express versus uh, FTR. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait to see that one again. Um, Jungle Boy put on one hell of a show against Dax Harwood um, about a month ago or a couple weeks back. Um, and, and this feud is just starting off. So, you know, I can't wait to watch more. Um, the main event, we've seen a six man tag match, uh, John Moxley, Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston, Butcher and the blade. Um, really quick. I don't know what happened to Pac again. Um, I know Phoenix or, uh, Pentagon is out. Um, he's supposed to be back at the next pay-per-view. Uh, Pac, I don't know where he is or what happened, why he wasn't in this match. Um, if it was just because they wanted to put Archer instead, or what, but, uh, yeah, I mean, interesting match, cool match, um, you know, I think John Moxley and Lance Archer have a lot of good chemistry together, um, either against each other or with each other, um, you know, you, you always liked Eddie Kingston, I think Eddie Kingston's one of a kind too, um, you know, I, I always liked the Blade, um, Pepper Parks or, uh, Braxton Sutter in Impact Wrestling, he's going by the Blade, um, in AEW, I think he's ridiculously gifted as well. Um, and I, I know I say that about a, a decent amount of guys, um, but I'm very picky with my wrestlers, really picky. Um, they have to have a, a, a cool look, um, great athleticism or, or great technical skill, um, and are just really smooth, solid wrestlers in the ring and also can cut a good promo. Um, but uh, the Blade has that look, man. He has that in-ring ability. He has the look. He's just sharp as a tack, man. And 
Um, Eddie Kingston has it all. He has it all. And same thing with John Moxley. Same thing with Lance Archer. Um, and I mean, Blade and Bunny or Blade and Butcher could come out anytime because I I enjoy watching the Bunny. You know, I enjoyed watching Allie as a wrestler. I enjoy watching her just in general. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. Um, but she's a good wrestler. She's fun to watch. So, um, but this was a good solid matchup. You know, in the way we seen it end, um, we seen it end where uh, the paradigm par ah paradigm shift. I can't even say it right. Uh, paradigm shift. There you go. Uh, was hit. John Moxley. One, two, three. Um, you know, you've seen what happened at the end, though. You've seen the Good Brothers come out. You've seen Kenny Omega come out. They attacked John Moxley, beat him up. Um, you know, Kenny Omega says you got your rematch, but it's in a match that I'm choosing, which is an exploding barbed wire death match. I've never seen that before. I've never seen it. Never have ever. Um, it, it's going to be a first time for me. So I can't wait to see that happen. Um, you know, I think that's going to be something that really pulls in more crowd, um, more audience for them. Um, I know it has me really interested, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, AAW had a really good show. Um, in my opinion, it still stays the same when it comes to, um, AEW versus NXT. Um, I still believe NXT has the best product alive in all professional wrestling right now. The reason I believe the ratings are down from AEW is because it's the same night. Um, Switch the nights and watch the reviews of NXT go up and it's going to be more than AEW. But people get tired of WWE's product. Um, so they want to watch something different. So they turn into AEW because it is different. Um, you know, and I'm not saying AEW is terrible. I'm not. I, I've changed my, my views on AEW a lot. Um, but they still have a hard time with selling things right way sometimes. Um, I feel like they try to be too flashy a lot, um, and they really don't have full direction all the time, um, you know, but they have great stars. They have great talent. Um, a lot of the matchups that they have are really solid, uh, but, you know, put NXT on a different night and watch NXT's ratings be better. I, I guarantee you it'll be better. Um, but let's, let's get into SmackDown, um. You know, we, we, we talk about Edge and Roman Reigns starting the mad or starting the night. Um, Sami Zayn comes out, does his thing, talks about how, you know, nobody's better than Sammy, all this other shit. Um, Sammy gets super kicked by Jey Uso. You know, we've seen how that played out. First match of the night, um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. I, I've always liked Apollo Cruz. Um, I don't care what anybody says. I always thought Apollo was ridiculously entertaining. Um, one of the best athletes for his size, his stature. Um, but yeah, he, he had one hell of a match against Shinsuke. Um, we've seen Shinsuke Nakamura win. Um, and we've seen an attack afterwards, uh, on Apollo Cruz to Nakamura. Um, after that, it was weird because we've seen, him pick up a uh, steel steps, uh, Biggie trying to tell him no, leave. Um, but yeah, we've seen something different happen. Um, 
you know, Big E turned his back and then Apollo picked up the steel chairs, uh, steel stairs again um, and ended up smacking Big E in the back. He tripped afterwards, which was funny. But, um, you know, we, we seen a difference out of Apollo. He turned heel, um, first heel turn in WWE. So I can't wait to see what they do with this. I hope they don't drop momentum on him. I think that right now, the way they're building, I think this has a lot of potential to be something bigger than what it was when he won the United States Championship. Um, heel Apollo, I think, could work really well. Put him back on Raw, put him with the Hurt Business finally because they did this whole thing where he didn't want to turn heel. He wanted to be a good guy and fight for his family and all this stuff, but now he's heel. You know, now he can form with the Hurt Business or he can be one of the first guys on SmackDown in the Hurt Business. Um, you know, I know MVP has talked about how he wants the Hurt Business to be involved, involved on all shows um, in WWE programming. So it would be cool to watch a new start of the Hurt Business on SmackDown, starting with Apollo. Um, but yeah, no, we've seen that happen. Uh, first heel, first heel turn on SmackDown, second of the week. Um, we've seen Seth Rollins come out with his old theme music again. Um, you know, talk about Cesaro, talk about what happened last week when everybody walked away from him again. Um, you know, and why they need to follow him. Um, cool promo. You know, Seth never fails for me. I, I always enjoy Seth Rollins. Um, next match we had uh, the Riot Squad versus Natalia and Tamina. Um, Tamina and uh, Natalia actually picked up the win, um, which is very rare because we don't see a lot of Tamina victories. Um, Billy Kay playing those games again, which I don't know which side she's on, you know, but she's always entertaining to watch, um, especially as of late with the no direction for her, but they still have a direction for her. Um, if that makes any kind of sense. Uh, but yeah, I, I loved it. I love anything Billy Kay's doing lately. So it was pretty cool to watch that. Um, we've seen Shayna, um, Naya and Bailey take on Reginald, um, the sommelier of Carmella, um, Bianca and Sasha Banks. Uh, we've seen a six man tag there. We've seen Reginald get the pin on Nia Jax. And if you've watched Reginald's uh, stuff and, you know, shit like that, he he is athletic. You know, he, he circus delay. Um, he did that for a little bit, I believe. But, you know, I've seen clips and stuff, what he's done in NXT, uh, the Performance Center and stuff. And he could be something big. I think he could be great. You know, I, I hope one of these days WWE breaks him away from Carmella and this was his main roster debut and he stays on the main roster while he's working on his craft in NXT. I think he has something big of a future. Um, but we set, ended up seeing a double drop kick on, uh, from Bianca and Sasha to Reginald and Reginald falling on top of Nia, which Nia ended up getting pinned one, two, three. Um, so Reginald picks up his first win. Um, we've seen the Alpha Academy, which is Chad Gable and Otis versus Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Um, and this is where the last heel turn comes in because we've seen a destruction of the Mysterios by Otis and Chad Gable, which we, you know, mostly seen it from Otis, Chad Gable just kind of guiding Otis what to do. Um, which is the first time we've seen Otis really turn heel on the main roster or in general. Um, 
which is something I think he needs because his character was getting too much. So I think this is when people will start to get behind him more. I think pairing him with Chad is a good good decision. Um, I want to see Chad more. I want to see Chad Russell more. You know, in my opinion, Chad Gable is probably one of the top five um, wrestlers in all of WWE right now as far as being truly athletically gifted. Um, I think he has all the potential in the world to be something great. And WWE does not know how to properly use him. But hopefully things start to turn around. Hopefully we get another run at championship gold for Chad Gable. Um, We've seen him win tag team titles with Bobby Roode, Jason Jordan, um, Shuts and Benjamin for like two minutes because then the decision got reversed. Um, So I would like to see him win the tag titles with Otis. I think it'd be cool. Um, Giving Otis a a shot at a championship, giving Chad Gable a run. um, I think it'd be great. But we'll see what happens. I think at the end of it, they might try to start with a fatal four-way match at WrestleMania um, for the tag titles, which would be really cool because they used to do this a lot um, at WrestleMania, a fatal four-way for the tag titles. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I would like to see Chad and Otis uh, versus the Mysterios versus Ziggler and Rude versus the Street Profits at WrestleMania where we get to see the Street Profits regain what they lost um, you know, they pretty much went all 2020 as champions and they deserve those titles back. Um, but yeah, so then we see in the main event after that, it was a six man tag team match. Um, it was Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro versus Jey Uso, King Corbin, Sami Zayn. Um, we seen how it broke down. We seen a, a top rope suplex at the end of it. By Daniel Bryan turn into the yes lock to Zane. Zane taps out. Um, and we've seen like a destruction of everybody. You know, we've seen um, you know, a super kick, an end of days, um, a stunner. We, you know, all, all to the end of it being Edge sparing Jay Uso, getting speared by Roman Reigns at the end. Um, Roman Reigns standing tall, which I can't wait to see how tonight goes. Um but speaking of tonight, um, let's let's talk about it. Um, I think tonight, um, Elimination Chamber, I think there's a lot that is going to end up happening. I think, like I said, I believe, in my opinion, uh, Sheamus is going to end up winning. Um, I think uh, right now, so they just announced something for a pre-show, which... We're going to get into that one first really quick because I know pre-show is coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, it's John Morrison versus Mustafa Ali versus Ricochet versus Elias in a four-way. Winner gets the triple threat spot um, for the United States Championship. So Keith Lee is out. Um, so it'll be Bobby Lashley versus Riddle versus one of these four men. Um, I think right now, in all honesty, I think the shot is either going to go to Ricochet or Ali, um, which at this point, if it's Ali, I could see him winning the United States Championship, and I could see him feuding for that title against Kofi Kingston. Um, and that's just me. Um, I also see Matt Riddle winning that match too for the United States title, but I also see Lashley. So this one's a hard call. Um, but I do see either Ricochet or Mustafa Ali winning this four-way match. Um, 
I don't see Elias. I don't see Morrison. Um, next match we have is Nia and Shayna versus Sasha and Bianca. I I don't want to see Sasha and Bianca win. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I think they're fantastic. But I don't want to see them win because I don't want to see them have to fight Dakota and Raquel. Because in my opinion, the way WWE is, I feel like they would they would automatically be the favorites against Dakota and Raquel. I think um, Nia and Shanna could easily lose these titles to Dakota and Raquel. And I think that's what needs to happen. Um, those titles have not been in NXT at all. Um, and I think this is a good time to, to put them there. Um, so I, I'm going to go with Nia and Shanna. And I hope that comes true. Um, but we'll see. Um, we're going to go into... The Universal Elimination Chamber uh, number one contenders match for that night. Um, it's Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan. Um, I'm going to go with one of two. Uh, I'm definitely going to choose Kevin Owens for sure. And I'm going to choose Daniel Bryan. Um, the only reason I'm going to choose Kevin is because of how the last pay-per-view ended with the weird counting situation at the Royal Rumble where he just stopped at five and waited probably about 30 seconds before he started his 10 count again Um, because Kevin Owens should have been champion. So I think this will put the final nail in the coffin if Kevin Owens wins this match and loses against Roman Reigns. Um, Daniel Bryan, rumor was he was supposed to win the Royal Rumble. Before Edge came back, that was the rumor. Um, So I think this would be his shot. I think this would be his chance to shine. I think Daniel Bryan putting over so many people, I think he deserves this opportunity. Um, there's the odds on favorite is Cesaro um, just because of the momentum he's been on as well. So I believe obviously it's going to be one of the faces in this matchup. Regardless, Roman Reigns will retain. I believe after that match, Edge will come out and spare Roman Reigns, choosing Roman Reigns to be his match at WrestleMania. Um especially after how Friday ended. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But that's how I'm calling it. I'm calling it one of those two, uh, Daniel or Kevin, obviously losing at the end of it all against Roman. Edge coming in, getting the spare, choosing Roman. Um, the triple threat match, I, I honestly would hate to see Lashley lose, but I think this would be the only way Lashley could lose the title into getting into the main event spot again, um, is if, Riddle or one of the other guys pin the other, um, where Bobby Lashley is not involved in the pinfall at all. Um, which I see Riddle pulling through. I do see Riddle being champion because I think they prolonged this feud for so long that I think this is the, the chance that Riddle capitalizes on. I think this is where he wins the title. Um, now if Keith Lee was here, it'd be a whole different story. I think it'd be a tougher call. Um, but I think Riddle takes the cake on this. Um, the main event, this is what I said earlier. I believe it's going to be Drew or Sheamus. I honestly believe it's going to be Sheamus walking out as WWE champion. Um, just to set up a feud with Drew for WrestleMania for the one-on-one match for Drew to win the WWE championship in front of a crowd. Um, I believe that to be a thing. I believe that to be real. Um, but 
Elimination Chamber starts, uh, pre-show starts in exactly probably about 30 seconds from now. Um, so I'm going to end up watching that up oh, five o'clock just hit right now. So, um, pre-show starting, uh, you know, we got a fatal four way match to, to be in this pre-show with John Morrison, Mustafa Ali, Ricochet and Elias. So this should be pretty solid. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's, uh, 